I'm Bob the Canadian. It's good to see all of you waiting in the chat. Um, it was fun to say hi to some of you. It is a Saturday morning here in Ontario, Canada. I just got back from my walk and I have uh, got everything set up to be able to do this live stream. So I think that we are ready to go. Let me just check to make sure that the audio is working. Uh, I like to hear myself talk sometimes. I'm Bob the Canadian. It's good to see It sounds like we are ready to go. So we are trying something new today. Uh, Dave and Todd will be posting a link uh, to the chat. Uh, sorry, <laughs> Jen just brought me my tea. Uh, Dave and Todd will be posting a link, but you can only ask one question today. So hopefully that works for you. Last week there were so many questions, I couldn't get through even half of them. So hopefully you think a lot before you ask a question. Uh, and again, if you are new here, this is a English language question and answer lesson. You can ask me any questions you want about the English language and I will choose the questions as they come in and see which ones work best for me. Um, I'm a little nervous because we are trying out uh, the limit to one question per person. I hope people are okay with that, but we're also using uh, something called Nightbot to help manage all of the people in the chat. So anyways, before I talk too much about all the technical details, uh, let's see if there are any questions. There are definitely questions, so let's get started. First question is from Dikshanch, and the question is, in Hindi and other Indian languages, we use the English loanwords mummy and papa to call our parents. Do native English speakers commonly use these words? So really little kids usually will call their mum, mummy, but they'll spell it a little differently. We spell it M-O-M-M-Y. Mummy with a U is like um, a person wrapped in white that lives in a, or sorry, a person wrapped in white that uh, is buried under a pyramid, I think. That is a mummy, M-U-M-M-Y. But they will say, mummy, can I have a cookie? Mummy, can I have a drink? Uh, and some kids do say papa, but more common would be daddy. So people will say daddy. Um, let me see here. What's the next question? That was a great question, Dikshanj. Um, next question is from Madi. Madi says, hi, Bob the Canadian. Glad to see you again. What do you think about repeat after movie or TV show? So I think what you're asking is, what do you think about watching a TV show more than once or watching a movie more than once? I think it is a great idea. Repetition, I think that's the word you were looking for. Uh, oh, Dikshant says you do spell it as mummy. Oh, cool. Um, anyways, uh, repetition uh, when learning a language is always an advantage. It's always a good thing. That's why I recommend music a lot uh, because uh, it's really easy to repeat uh, music, to listen to music over and over again. So, next question is from Gaga. Let's see here. Uh, Gaga, Teacher Bob, I just found this word on the internet. Can you pronounce it? Um, I can't. It's honorificabilitudinatabtibus. I've never seen that word before, Gaga, so I don't know how to pronounce it. That was my best shot at pronouncing it, though. Um, let's get the next question here. It's from Jake. Again, I apologize to some of you who have in the past asked multiple questions. Uh, we're just trying something new today. Dave and Todd and I were trying uh, limiting people to the number of questions that they ask um, to one question. I know that's not a lot of questions, but please be patient with us. If it doesn't work out, we'll do it a different way. Uh, let's see here. Um, Jake has the next question. When asking about what something is, is it more common to start the question with what is a or to start with what are? Um, that really depends because if you were to say, you know, what is an elephant? You could also say, what are elephants? So notice in the first one, I use the singular, you know, what is a lion? What is a zebra? But I could also say, what are lions? What are zebras? So it's really just whether you're using the singular or plural in those cases. Um, let's see here. Um, let's see, Valerie from Ukraine. Valerie, I'm gonna edit your question just a little bit because it has some personal information in it. Um, so I'm going to answer your question about the tractor, okay? Um, I don't like to give out too much information about myself online. So I'll leave that question 
uh, to you. But what I tell what I'll tell you is the answer is yes. But Valerie says from the Ukraine. Hello, teacher Bob. Do you need any special license for driving a tractor in Canada? Notice I made uh, a little correction there. Uh, let me post that question again. Oh, there I did post the whole question. Uh, anyways, um, just give me a second here. I'm going to fix something. There we go. Let me post that question again just to make sure that it did pop up. When I try a whole bunch of new things during a live stream, I start to think about too many things at once. So I'm going to just settle down. I'm going to calm down a bit and just answer your questions. And I'll let Todd and Dave think about everything else. So Valerie says, do you need any special license for driving a tractor in Canada? No, uh, but you need to be 16 years old. That is my understanding, that you need to be 16 years old to drive uh, a tractor in Canada. Let's see here. Next question. Anna and Dimitri. Hi, Teacher Bob. Could you please say hi to my husband, Dimitri? Hi, Dimitri. Um, we love watching your videos. Thank you. Also, what's the difference between if and whether? Thank you in advance. Uh, in advance. So um, the difference between if and whether. If I say, you know, if I am thirsty, I will drink some water. I will drink some water if I am thirsty. So that's an example with if. But I could also say whether I am thirsty or not, I'm going to drink some water. So there's a two example sentences there. Hopefully you can hear the difference between the usage between the two. Uh, next question um, from Nathan GR uh, from Greece. Hi, Teacher Bob. How do you describe when you bake something? I mean, the action. We just say we bake it. In fact, Jen has kept saying to me that I should do a video in the kitchen where I bake cookies and I teach you all of the words and phrases about baking. Um, but the answer to your question is if you make something in the kitchen, like cookies, you would bake them. You would say, oh, I'm going to bake some cookies. Should I do that video tomorrow? Should that be Tuesday's video? Uh, let me know in the chat if you want to see a video where I bake cookies and teach you about measuring spoons and measuring cups and all of that kind of stuff. Um, by the way, just to mention that, uh, thank you. If you see people in chat where their names are in green and they have a small crown, those are members of my channel. Thank you so much uh, to Shen, and I know there's a few others in there. Lolly, uh, I don't want to say too many of the names because I lose track. Rachel Ting, thank you so much for being members. It's very helpful for me to see that kind of support. So thank you for clicking that join button at a certain point and becoming a member. Um, let's see here. Next question. Shen says, here's Johnny. <laughs> That's from an English TV show, an uh, old one. Sometimes the words are too long to finish. Could you make a video about common internet English abbreviations? Example, LOL means laughing out loud, not League of Legends. Yes, I could do that. Absolutely, Shen. I think some of our younger, um, I think some of our younger viewers would appreciate that. Let me clean up the questions here and we will move on to the next one. Next question is from Eli. And Eli has the question, hi, Bob, how are you doing? Little correction there, Eli. Could you give some examples of how to use the words somewhat? Is there any other word we can use instead? It's good to be here again. Thank you. Well, sure, Eli. So I am feeling somewhat happy today because I'm doing a live stream. That's not true. I'm very happy. But when you say I am somewhat happy or I am somewhat sad, it means that you're not really super happy and you're not super sad. It's a qualifier. It's a way to um, make the next word a little less. So if I'm somewhat excited, it means I'm this excited. I'm not this excited. I'm only this excited. Um, there are other uses for the word somewhat though, uh, but that is certainly one of them. Jack has the next question. Jack says, how many words... So Jack, I'm going to correct the question here. How many words do I need to know to be fluent? So first of all, you need to know probably about five to 10,000 words to get by in English, to be able to function in an English speaking country. But you need to be able to read five to 10,000 words. You need to be able to write five to 10,000. You need to be able to understand five to 10,000 and be able to say or use five to 10,000 in speech. I would say 10 to 15,000 words in any language 
would mean you have a very good grasp of the language. Um, next question from SBS. Hi, SBS. Um, hello, Bob. What is the difference between small, little, and tiny? So a uh, little uh, spelling mistake there, tiny. So we have it. Hello, Bob. What is the difference between the words small, little, and tiny? Not a whole lot. So if I was to catch a, an insect, I could say that it's small. I could say that it's little. I could say that it's tiny. Notice I moved my fingers a bit. Sometimes we use the word tiny to refer to something that's even a little bit smaller, but it doesn't have to mean that. So you could just say, you know, I caught a small insect, I, I caught a little insect, I caught a tiny insect, and all would mean the same. Uh, let me clean up the questions here, and I will move on to the next one. Um, let's see here. <laughs> Layla, the Moroccan says, hi, Bob. The most competent, kindest, cheerful teacher ever. Thank you. Well, thank you, Layla. And thanks to Todd and Dave. I'd like to see Todd in your live one day. Uh, is folks and people the same? So I often say, I often use the word folks to refer to a whole group of people. I do this in my classroom at school. I'll say, okay, folks, open your books to page 11. Um, so it's a nice way to talk to a group of guys and girls. Um, the slang or informal word would be guys. So we use the word guys to refer to guys and girls. But I don't like to do that because guy is technically a word that you use when talking to men or to boys. Um, but in slang, we use guys to refer to guys and girls. So I try to use the word folks. I could also use the word people in the same sentence. I could say, okay, people, open your books to page 11. Hopefully none of you all ran and got a book and opened it. Let's see here. Annette from Quebec. Uh, La Belle Provence. Is that what we call it? Hi, Bob. Great to see you. Would it be possible to have podcasts from your video, just the audio, to be able to listen to when work, doing a workout or walking? So I, I will do that at some point. I haven't had the time yet. But people have asked for this Saturday video, this Saturday live lesson, to be a podcast. So I will think about it and I will figure out a way to do it. Dark Blue has the next question. Hi, Dark Blue. Uh, hi, Bob. Hi, boy. I think you mean Bob, but hi, Bob. Nice to see you again. Did you watch the Super Bowl? Do you also celebrate it with family and friends? So Jen and I both went to university in the United States and we learned to love watching the Super Bowl. Um, so we went to Super Bowl parties when we were university students. So we as a family, watch the Super Bowl with our kids and we eat lots of pizza and uh, have a good small little party. We like the commercials. We like the advertisements uh, during the Super Bowl. Let's see. Next question is from Arif. Is it possible to learn an accent without living somewhere where people use it? So a little correction there at the end of your question. Is it possible to learn an accent without living somewhere where people use it? Okay. Um, I think so. I think if you mostly watch people who are speaking a, using a certain accent, so if you watch British television, if you watch British English teachers on YouTube, you will start to pick up their accent. So I think it's possible, but I think the best way to learn an accent is through actual conversation with a native speaker who uses that language. Uh, next question, Tao Vidas. Hello, Bob. What's the difference between did you see the movie and have you seen the movie? So a little correction there on the first question. What's the difference between did you see, no N, did you see the movie, have you seen the movie? They are the same. Exactly the same questions, both completely correct uh, in the way you are using them. So excellent uh, sentences there. Uh, let's see here. Next question is from Nihad. Nihad says... Uh, Nihad Hamid says, Hi, Bob. I am from Kurdistan. Please, I need the pronunciation of the word nausea. So there's a lot of ways to say it, but I would say nausea. Uh, some people say nausea, but I think that's wrong. Um, and it's a tricky word to pronounce, but I would say nausea, and I might be wrong. You should, you should ask a couple more English speakers. Um, 
not every English speaker actually knows how to pronounce words in their own language. Alfonso, thanks you for these great videos. Is it right that even a native speaker can't figure out the correct pronunciation of a word or name when you find it for the first time? Yes, and that just that just happened, Alfonso. Um, so there are times when I don't know how to pronounce an English word. That happens, okay? It's rare, but it does happen. Um, Ali has the next question. What is your name? That would be the correct way to ask it. My name is Bob. My last name is The Canadian. No, it's not. But anyways, I only use my first name when I'm online. Amal from KSA says, Hi, Bob. I hope you are good. What is the difference between what about and how about? So you could say, um, would you like to go see a movie? What about the new Avengers movie? Or how about the new Avengers movie? Both of those would be ex completely correct. Okay. Uh, I would like something to eat. And someone might say, how about a slice of pizza? What about a slice of pizza? Yes, that sounds good. So in those two examples I just gave you, um, that is, they are the same. Muhammad, Muhammad Allah Kami, how to master the rules and not forget them. Um, <laughs> Shen says, lame joke, teacher Bob. <laughs> yeah, that was a lame joke. Anyways, um, you when you learn a rule, you need to use it in real life as fast as possible, okay? If you learn a new vocabulary word, if you learn a new rule in English, the best way to not forget it is to use it as soon as possible when you are speaking English with someone or in writing or in another way. Certainly when you use the language, everything becomes a lot easier to remember. Uh, let's see here. Next question, uh, Aslan Makamayev. Hi, Bob from Volgar, Volograd. Do you know Alice rule? Do you know the Alice rule? Does it work every time? I don't know the Alice rule. Uh, let's look that up for a minute though, um, as I'm clicking and doing things wrong here. Um, what is the Alice? I'm assuming this is an English rule. Um, yeah, I don't know the Alice rule at all. So sorry. Um, it's a mystery to me. Um, next question. Layla, the mysterious. Hello, sir. What is the best reply for someone who makes fun of me? You look gorgeous in glasses, by the way. Someone said you had a car accident. Wish you were good. I'm sad, though. I did not have a car accident. Nope, that did not happen. I'm not sure who said that. And I do wear glasses, but only for reading. These are my reading glasses. Um, when I'm doing a live lesson, I don't need them. But I just happened to have them on when I took that picture. So um, back to your question, though. Uh, what do you say when someone makes fun of you? You could say, please don't do that please don't make fun of me. I don't appreciate it. Okay. That would be probably the best way to respond if someone makes fun of you. Let's see here. Um, next question from Aman from Kyrgyzstan. Hi, teacher Bob. This is my first time here. Well, welcome Aman. Uh, thanks for your work. My question is you record your voice in audio. I mean, I hear you a lot when I go and that would be cool. Oh, so this is a similar question. Can I publish the audio as a podcast so that you can listen to it on the go. I will think about doing that uh, and I will figure out a way to do it. Um, that would be great. Let's see. Dulio from Brazil. Hi, Mr. Bob. Will I be able to understand Americans if I learn English by listening to Canadians? A little correction at the end there, Dulio. Um, yes, absolutely. The Canadian accent and the American accent are very close cousins of each other, very closely related. There are only a few words that sound just a little bit different. So you would be well uh, off if you were to listen to Canadians. Let's see here. Zukridin says, hello, Mr. Bob, what would you say about learning English while sleeping by using audio programs? Thanks in advance. If you can sleep, while you have audio playing in your ear, I would say try it. For me personally, I can't sleep unless it's completely quiet. But if you are able to listen to English while you're sleeping, I would say give it a go. Try it. See if it works. I personally do not know how, if it would be a good thing to do. Let's see. Uh, Anna Chernyshiva. Hello. How can I say she is pregnant? 
In other words, she's waiting for a baby. We usually say that a woman is expecting. Okay, so you would say, oh, did you hear? Uh, cousin Diane is expecting a baby. Okay, um, or they are uh, expecting a baby. You can say she's pregnant. You can say, oh, are they? Is she pregnant? We also refer to the couple as being expect uh, pregnant. So you could say, so John and Julie are expecting a baby. Or did you hear that John and Julie are pregnant? Even though only Julie is pregnant. Um, but usually we use expecting when we're talking about people who uh, are waiting for a baby to arrive. We say that uh, they are expecting. Let's see here. Um, Israel says, hi, Bob, how are you? I am good, Israel, thanks for asking. Please, can you explain the uses for the word such? Thanks a lot. So there are many uses for the word such. Um, there are... Um, there are such a lot of uses. Do you see how I use the word such there? Um, so I, I don't think I can explain it quickly that the word such is used in English in a number of different ways. It would be a really good thing to look up um, because it's such a hard thing. Did you hear I used it there? It's such a hard thing to explain quickly um, that I don't think I can do a good job of it. So because it's such a hard job uh, and because it's such a huge topic, you should look up the word such. But I did just give you a few examples there uh, of how to use it in a sentence. Hey folks, I want to remind you as we get up to the uh, 640 people here, please don't ask questions in the chat. I do not answer questions from the chat. Please use the chat, whether it's over there or down below, to have conversations with each other. Um, but please, if you ask questions there, I don't answer them. Please use the form that Todd, Dave, and the Nightbot are linking. I am a little bit behind in answering questions, but I'm going to keep working through them. So again, use the chat um, for talking to each other, and please only use English in the chat. I see a few people starting to use their native languages. We like to use the chat so that people can practice their English while they're watching. So, uh, and again, this might not be nice for you. I will ask later whether you liked it, but we're limiting to one question per person per today, um, which I know probably isn't nice for some of you who like to ask a lot of questions. But let's move on to the next question. Uh, Zarni says, Hi, Teacher Bob. Which sentence forms can I use to say imaginary or unreal situations? Well, I would use imaginary. So when you imagine something, it is an imaginary situation. You could also say that it's something that you made up or that you kind of created in your mind, okay? Um, so I would certainly say that it is an imaginary situation. Um, let's go to the next question. Daniel Moraira, let's see here. Um, I'm gonna paste that in. A lot of folks saying hi in the chat. I just wanna say hi to a bunch of people. Hi, Elizabeth. I know who you are, actually. <laughs> Welcome to the chat. Daniel says, hey, Bob, I was missing your lives. That's nice of you, Daniel. Could you give me some advice? I did a little correction there, Daniel. Could you give me some advice? I want to study in Ireland, but when I am excited to do it, and at the same time, I feel afraid to do it. So here's a little correction. I want to study in Ireland, but I am a little bit afraid to do it, but I'm also excited to do it at the same time. Uh, what can I do? You just have to go and see how it goes. Just be brave. I know that's not great advice, um, but just think of uh, how much better your English will be at the end of your visit. Try to think about um, the day when you are done studying in Ireland or visiting Ireland and how happy you will be that you did it. That's my best advice uh, that I can give you. Okay, next question here. Let's see here. Next question from Minchin. I don't quite understand the second sentence starting with spending. It is missing and in front of it. You stop at three vineyards, spending about 30 minutes at each. So I'm um, not sure what you're asking, uh, Minchin, but that sentence, you stop at three vineyards, there should be an S on vineyards, spending about 30 minutes at each. That's a, that's a statement. It sounds like it comes from a uh, question from a math uh, book or something like that, but that's how you would say that. Um, next question, Alexander says, what is the difference? Little correction there, Alexander. What is the difference between many, much, and a lot of? So I have many children, 
<laughs> I have a lot of children. So many and a lot of are very similar, okay? Um, I have many ideas every day. I have a lot of ideas every day. Um, but much is used a lot more when you say, um, when you buy something, you could say, how much is that? And then in your head, you could say, oh, that's not much, or well, that's too much. So slightly different usage there. Um, so I see a lot of people in the chat um, I think they're asking questions. Let's try to keep the questions in the form, everybody, and use the chat to get to know each other. Let's see here. Lily from Vietnam says, um, could you help explain the meaning of these sentences? This is a sneak peek from today's video, and it's all about getting this into perspective. So the first one would be, if I had a video that was 10 minutes long, and I showed you 30 seconds of that video, I could say this is a sneak peek of today's video, okay? So I'm showing you just a little bit of the video. The second one, it's all about getting this into perspective. Um, in life, sometimes you can think about too many things, like where should I go to school? What should I study? And when you get something into perspective, you focus, you bring it into a reasonable amount to think about. So that's not a great explanation, but that's how I would explain that one. When you bring something into perspective, uh, you start to think about it logically. Um, Rolfi has the next question. Uh, she didn't get ready on time, so I ended up going to the party by myself. So did you hear that? She didn't get ready on time, so I ended up going to the party by myself. Let me do another one. She didn't get ready in time, so I ended up going to the party by myself. So both are correct. Um, I would say both, and I wouldn't even think, I wouldn't even know which one I used as a native speaker. Okay, she didn't get ready in time, she didn't get ready on time. Gemini has the next question. Uh, here we go. Um, Gemini says, in order to improve your language skills, would you recommend reading books with a higher level of English or talking with people that speak on a higher level than my, yes, both. Absolutely do both. Uh, when you are working at improving your language skills, you need to read, you need to write, you need to listen, you need to speak. You need to do all of them and you have to do them in an equal amount, um, especially if you are planning to take a test. Uh, any of you that are planning to take an IELTS, um, um, let's see. Um, Dark Blue says, so as an idea, maybe you can display a hint in the video stream that people should ask the question in the forums and not the live chat. I will do that. That's the next step, Dark Blue, uh, that uh, Todd and Dave and I have been talking about is how do I get the question on the screen and how do I have on the screen so it lets people know, please don't ask questions in the chat. Um, because if you've noticed about half an hour after I start, there is a flood of people and a lot of questions that come in. Uh, let me get to the next question though. Um, um, from Soraya. Next question is, hello, thank you, Teacher Bob. You're welcome for helping us. Uh, I'm a future Canadian permanent resident in Winnipeg. Awesome. So I must speak fluent English. I know your channel is the best I have ever found. Well, I'm glad that you have the time to study English, and I'm glad that you are becoming a permanent resident of this country. That is great. Um, let's see here. Next question is from Svetlana. Uh, hi, Bob. I have two questions. How can I use the, these words correctly, must and have? And can I use useful like healthy when talking about food? So first of all, um, I must do something and I have to do something mean the same thing. Um, there are many other uses of the words must and have, but that is the most common question um, that people have. So I must wear glasses when reading books. I have to wear glasses when reading books, okay? And then would I use useful when talking about food if it is healthy? No, I would not. I would just say it is healthy food, absolutely. Uh, let's see here. Next question is a pronunciation question from Nomi. Nomi says, hi Bob, could you please pronounce butter? Water is spelt wrong, W-A-T-E-R. Butter, water, better, and focus on the T sound. So butter, butter, water, better okay so you hear that it's like a d it's like i'm actually saying d like in dad butter water better um let's see here um next question from daniel um question is 
Where did that question go? I, oh yeah, Daniil, hi from the UA. Can you give us some tips how to improve English pronunciation? So two things you can do. One is record yourself talking and listen to it again to see if you are making mistakes. Sometimes you can hear your own mistakes. And secondly, listen to native English speakers and shadow or repeat what they are saying. So listen to a short phrase and say it out loud. If you want to combine all of that, listen to an English speaker, say it out loud, record yourself, listen to it, and compare. Um, so yes, it is definitely um, a good way to do it. Um, so the next question from Patrick Leo, what's the difference? What's the difference? A little correction there, uh, Patrick. What's the difference between other and another? Okay, so if I eat a cookie, I might want another cookie. Okay, it means in addition to the first one. If I drink, if I have a sip of water, I might want to have another sip of water. So I'm using another there. When you say other, it's to distinguish. Okay, so I was talking to my one brother yesterday and I was talking to my other brother the day before. Okay, so those are two examples for you of using the two. Next question from Alex. Alex says, hi, Bob. What does the word hazard mean? Can you give an example how to use it? Thank you so much. So a hazard is something that is dangerous, okay? So when the roads have a lot of ice and snow on them, it is a hazard, okay? It is a dangerous thing to do. Um, when you have something that is hazardous, it means it is dangerous. Those two words mean the same thing. So hopefully that helped you. Actually, in our cars, we have what are called hazard lights. When all four corners of the car have the lights flashing at the same time, we actually call those hazard lights. So there, now you learned something new. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Reem says, hi, you are my best teacher. Thank you. And please speak more slowly because I'm a beginner. So I speak as slowly as I think is possible to keep people interested. But uh, Reem, here is a great idea for you. Tomorrow you can watch the replay of this video and you can slow the speed down by 25%. So you can play the video slower and it will be easier to understand me, okay? So I would recommend that you do that. That would be a great way to do it. And when, when you're watching any of my English videos, I recommend that you slow them down if it's hard to understand, okay? It's a great way to practice your English. Let's see here. Um, next question, Ramon from China. Hello, Bob, how's it going? It's 12 p.m. for me, so I just want to ask only one question. And my question is, is it weird that I haven't listened to Chinese song for about four years? No, it's not weird. I don't think anything people do, as long as it's kind and doesn't hurt anybody, I don't think anything is weird. Um, those are my... Uh, those are my requirements. People can do whatever they want as long as it doesn't bother other people um, and as long as it's not a crime or something strange like that. Please explain, Yelena, hi Bob, please explain the meaning of the word disruptive. So when the, something is disruptive, um, it kind of uh, affects the current situation. So here's a good explanation. Um, we usually, we used to buy things in a store now we buy things online. Online shopping is disruptive to normal stores, okay? Because I buy a lot of things from Amazon that Amazon is being disruptive to a normal store, okay? So they are affecting how a normal store operates. Uh, let me clear up my questions here and we will move on. I like it that there's only one question per person. Um, there are still over 30 questions for me to answer, but I, I like this system. I hope you guys are liking it too. Uh, next question is from Kaya. Hi, Bob. What is the difference? What is the difference? Make sure there's a little correction there, Kaya. What is the difference between going and gonna and when we have to use both of them? So this afternoon, I'm gonna go shopping. This afternoon, I'm going to go shopping. Okay, those mean the same thing. I'm gonna drink some water. I'm going to drink some water. I think I'm drinking too much water this morning, but 
hopefully I don't have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> um, Maria has the next question. What did your wife, a little correction there, what did your wife study at university? So I dropped the the. What did your wife study at university? Uh, my wife was also a teacher a long time ago. There, it's a little tidbit of information for you. When Jen and I first got married, we both taught high school. Uh, next question is from Hui. Hui says, hi, Bob. English is the main language in your country, right? And what are the other languages in Canada? So there are two official languages in Canada. Um, we speak English and another segment of the population speaks French and a smaller segment of the population speaks English and French. Okay, so we have a large English speaking population, a large French speaking population and a smaller bilingual population that speaks both languages. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Rustam from Turkmenistan. Hi, sir. Can you please explain what is business English and how to learn it? Um, I will probably do a live stream about business English again. I'm pretty sure I did one already uh, about a year ago, um, but that's probably a good topic for a 45 minute lesson. So let me think about this coming Friday, whether I do uh, a lesson on uh, business, but people are very eager to learn business English for sure. Uh, let's see. Next question here. Hussam. Hi, Bob. You are the best. Thanks, Hussam. Uh, can you explain how to use though? It confuses me when native people put it at the end of a sentence. Um, yeah, we use the word though a lot. So let me think of a sentence where I would use the word though. Um, if someone said to me, um, you should drink more water. And then I could respond by saying, if I drink too much water, I'll have to go to the bathroom though. So it's, it's kind of like just this tail end of the sentence there. Um, again, that's a bit of a challenge to explain in a, a quick minute. So I'm going to leave that for a bigger video someday. I know people always want to know how to use the word though and although. And I will explain that maybe uh, in a longer video sometime. Let's see here. Um, Leila Lolita. <laughs> Leila Lolita is back. Hello, teacher. Hope you are good. I am good. Have you ever visited Morocco? Is Jen in charge of the farm's business? Yes. And drastically is the most confusing word for me. Please give some three examples using it. So I have never been to Morocco. Jen is in charge of the farm and I help her a lot. Uh, and let's see if I can use the word drastically. So um, let's see. Um, so when something changes a lot, we say that it has changed drastically, okay? So uh, the other day it was snowing outside and the next day all the snow melted. So we could say that the weather changed drastically, okay? Um, you could also use it to talk about um, uh, things that improve. You know, his, his, um, his ability to speak English improved drastically over the last year. That's not a great example. Let me take that one back. But anyways, drastically is used to talk about something that has changed a lot. Okay, let's see here. Um, Felipe. Hi, Bob. Felipe from Colombia. I'd like to know the multiple meanings of further. Thanks, Bob. So uh, I did do a video on this uh, and you should look it up. Maybe I can find it at the end of the lesson. But I talked about um, mistakes native English speakers often make. Maybe Todd or Dave can find the link to that video. Uh, and in that video, I talk about further and farther uh, and the usage of the two. So I would watch that video to get a really good answer to that question. Elias Gomez from Brazil. Hello, Robert in brackets, Bob. Um, I'm a systems programmer. I develop robots to make calls. I want to go work in Canada as a programmer what would you recommend? Thank you, handsome. Well, thanks for calling me handsome. What I would recommend is do a search for how to get a work permit to work in Canada and then find the Canadian government website and it will give you more information about how you would do that. Um, next question is from Greg. It says, hello, how else can I say I screwed up? You can simply say I messed up. Okay, like I really messed up the other day. I really screwed up the other day. I made a huge mistake the other day. All of those would mean the same as I screwed up. Uh, let me clear up the questions here, everybody. Uh, let's see here. Uh, next question is from Issa Darwish. 
Issa Darwish from Oman. Hi, Bob. I love what you're doing, and I'm a big fan. Thanks, our, uh, uh, Issa. Uh, my writing English, my written English is good, but I'm struggling with speaking. How can I improve it? Appreciate your advice. So if your written English is good, I would start to write down pretend or imaginary conversations and then say them out loud. So if your written English is good, write a conversation between two people that takes place at a store and then read it. Write a conversation about two people meeting for the first time and then read it out loud and practice so that when you go out, you just have um, conversations kind of ready to go in your head. Let's see here. Alejandra, hi, I want to know what do you think about immigration in Canada and how the Canadians welcoming all this and how are Canadians welcoming all these new immigrants? So I don't know a lot about immigration in Canada. I do know that we are a country that benefits from immigration, that we have new Canadians every year that come to our country. I know there is a limit on the number of people that can immigrate, uh, but I think the sign of any healthy country is that they have uh, the ability for people to uh, come to their country and become citizens. And I think Canada does a pretty good job of that. Um, Fyodor says, hello from Belarus to Bob and to everyone else. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Uh, I want to tell you something, Fyodor. Um, when I was a kid, there were farmers here that had tractors and we called them Belarus tractors. We didn't say Belarus and they were made in your uh, part of the world. It was very, very cool. Um, the Belarus tractor. That's a, that's how we pronounced it. The tractor from Belarus. Uh, they were good tractors, I think, and they were reasonably priced. Tiago says, hi, Bob. Is it, is it true that there is a Canadian version of the Loch Ness Monster called the Turtle Lake Monster? Thanks. There is a Canadian version of the Loch Ness Monster, and I can't remember the name, um, but it's out west. It's in western Canada. I'll have to look it up, though, at some point. Uh, let me clean up my questions here, everybody, and we will keep moving along. Let's see here. Um, next question is from Maxime. Hello, Bob. Could you please, sorry, could you tell me, please, the difference between the verbs note and noticed? Thank you so much. Greetings from Moscow, Russia. Uh, well, ha hello, Maxim Maxime. Um, so when I note something or when I notice something, it means the same thing. So the other day I went to the store uh, and usually we say it this way. I took note that there were things on sale or I noticed things were on sale. Okay, so little difference in my usage of the first one there. We t I took note, um, but you could also say I noted that there were many things on sale at the store. So in that situation, they mean the same thing. Uh, Kiki has the next question. Kiki says, hi, Bob, glad to watch your video. How, how is a teacher's life in Canada? A little correction there. How is a teacher's life in Canada? It is a nice life. Um, I have been teaching for a long time, over 20 years. Um, I teach three classes a day. Right now I teach business and I teach two French classes. Uh, and I love it. I really, really like teaching, um, which is why I have a YouTube channel as well, because I feel like teaching is something that I just love to do. Uh, so I do it all the time. Um, let me get to the next question, though. Thanks, Kiki, for that question. That was nice of you to ask. Um, let's see here. Michael, hi, Bob. Could you make a video of the differences between American and British English words, expressions, etc.? Please, that would be awesome. I'll do that someday. Um, it's on the list. It's not a topic that I find super exciting, but I will at some point uh, try to do a video like that. Uh, let's see here. Um, next question is from Chico from Ukraine. Hello, Teacher Bob. Hello, Chico. I really appreciate you for your efforts. Could you explain the difference between get something off and come off? So um, when you have a sticker, you know how little kids have stickers and they, and they stick it on something? So maybe they have a sticker and they put it on the side of a cup. And it's hard sometimes to get the sticker off. It's hard. Uh, sometimes the sticker doesn't come off. Okay. So those are two usages of that. There's a bird in my cup again. Makes a little sound. Sorry for the slurping sound. I know some of you don't appreciate that. Let's see here. Uh, next question is from Salem. What is the meaning of LOL and it's actually LOL and 
L-M-A-O. So the first one is laugh out loud or laughing out loud. Uh, the second one is actually laughing my, it's down here, your ass, laughing my ass off. So it's a little bit slang. It's not a swear word to say ass. We usually say behind when we use in normal English, uh, but L-M-A-O would be laughing my ass off. There you go. Um, next question is from Bill. Bill says, hi, Bob. I don't know exactly all the meanings. Little correction there. I don't know exactly all the meanings of makes sense. Please explain it for me. Thanks. So when something makes sense, it means that you understand it. Okay. Um, when I put my glasses on, I can read really small writing. That makes sense because the lenses correct my vision. Okay. When my throat is sore, I drink some water and then my throat isn't sore anymore. And that makes sense. So it just means that something is logical. So, um, so we just cracked 700 over 700 people watching. I don't know if that's a record, but welcome to this English lesson to all 700 of you. Uh, if you are not a subscriber here, please click that red subscribe button below uh, and give me a thumbs up. I really do appreciate uh, the feedback. Uh, and I do want to say too, there are a lot of other videos on my channel. When we are done this live English lesson in about 10 minutes, you should watch some of them, uh, especially if you are new here. Uh, but I do appreciate all of the loyal subscribers that are here. I also really appreciate all the members that are here in the chat. That is really awesome of you. Um, I think that uh, this is a lot of fun for me and I hope it is a lot of fun for you. Let's get to the next question though. Let's see. Um, next question from Vicky. English song would be helpful or don't please tell. Um, yes, English songs are very helpful. I think that's your question. Would listening to English songs be helpful? Absolutely. The benefit of listening to music is that you listen to it over and over again. Right now, I recommend Circles by Post Malone, Memories by Maroon 5. Those are my two favorite songs right now. Um, listen to them. Listen to them over and over again. Uh, memorize the lyrics uh, and do everything that you can. Songs are amazing for learning a language. Steven says, hi, Bob. I am from China. I am so grateful that you would like to answer our questions, how to improve your accent and make it more like a native speaker. Thank you so much. So the best way to improve your accent is to speak English a lot, especially with a native speaker. If you have money, uh, if you go below in the description, there is a link to a website called Preply where you can hire a native English speaker to help you uh, improve your speaking and your pronunciation. Um, if you can't afford to hire someone, uh, you could just practice yourself. The more you speak English, the more the muscles that you need will develop to help you make the sounds properly. So do that, Stephen, as much as you can, and that would be helpful. But again, um, let's see here. Um, well, that's not a very polite question. Uh, let's see here. Um, Go to the next one. Tiago says, hi, Bob. Would you like to explain how could I get fluent in English and could you perform a live about aviation? I will do a lesson about aviation on a Friday morning sometime. Um, and how would you get fluent? Read, write, listen, speak, learn new vocabulary every day. Do it as much as you can. Uh, if you want, watch my video on the best way to learn English. That is a great video. That would be really helpful for you. Uh, let's move to the next question. Um, hi, Long. Hello, Bob. Chinese people can't see your videos in YouTube on YouTube in mainland China. Have you ever considered publishing it on Apple Podcasts? I might do that. That might be a great way to start is to take the audio of this live lesson and put it on Apple, put it on Spotify, put it on the platforms where um, people can actually... Uh, listen to it in China. Um, but I have hope that YouTube will be allowed in China someday. That would be really cool for me uh, and for you because a lot of people would all of a sudden be able to watch a lot of videos. Um, let's see here. Hamid says, hi, Bob, the best teacher ever. Thanks, Hamid. What are the differences? Little correction there. What are the differences between large and big? So I think they are almost the same. Like this is a large cup of tea. This is a big cup of tea. When I am talking as a native English speaker, 
It doesn't matter to me which word I use, okay? Uh, this is a big cup, this is a large cup. It means the same thing. Uh, when I bought my phone, I bought the bigger version. I bought the larger version, okay? So um, my phone says that Bob the Canadian is live right now. That's what it says on the front. So for me, as a native English speaker, big and large are the same, have the same meaning, and I use them the same way. Dara, hi, Bob. Can you please explain using the word fancy? For example, in the sentence, if you fancy meeting up for lunch or coffee over the weekend, if you are free. It just means if you would like to, okay? So if you fancy something, like I fancy going out for a coffee later, it means I would like to go out for a coffee later. In fact, on my other YouTube channel, I just talked about the phrase fancy meeting you here. When you run into someone who you haven't seen for a while in a strange place, like maybe you go on a trip really far away, and you meet your neighbor there, you would say, fancy meeting you here. Um, so that has a slightly different meaning, but it's definitely uh, an English phrase. But if you say, you know, would you fancy going out for a coffee later today? Um, it would be, would you like to? Let's see. Um, Ziv, let's see here. Um, Ziv says, hello, Bob. How do you ask in a hotel, what is your room number or which room are you? Thank you in advance. You would simply say, what is my room number? Could you tell me my room number? What room am I in? And they'll give you the number because every room is numbered. Um, and if you want to learn more about English, using English at a hotel, I do have a video on that. If you search Bob the Canadian Hotel on YouTube, you will find it. Um, and I go, I actually go to a hotel in that video and I check in and I go to my room, etc. So watch that. I think that would help you. Um, next question. I am skipping a couple grammar questions here. Um, Javier says, Hi Bob, thanks for this live lesson. I would like to know, how do you warm your coats on sheeps in the wintertime? Minus 20 or minus 40? Do they have heating in the barn? So it's the barn. Uh, no, actually sheep, we don't shear our sheep. They have a full coat of wool right now in the barn. The barn is closed up, but it's not heated. But the sheep do not get cold, okay? As long as they have feed, and they are healthy. Um, sheep do not get cold. The kind of sheep we have are originally sheep from the UK, from Britain, and they are used to winter. That means that they, um, the cold doesn't bother them, okay? So we definitely do not heat the barn, and they are happy, um, happy as anything out there. Let's see, Nina has the next question. Nina says, hi, Bob, just want to say hi. I'm a new fan of you and thank you for doing all of the amazing videos for us. It's no problem. Um, what's the time for your live lessons? Don't want to miss any. So I am live on Friday at 7.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and Saturday now at 11, I can't write, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So those are the two times when I am live, okay? So Friday mornings, 7.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, let's see here, Zainab. Hey Bob, what is the best method to memorize new vocabulary? Uh, use it as, as quickly as you can. If you learn the word phone, then say five sentences with the word phone in it right away. Like, I am going to use my phone to call you. I am going to put my phone down. I like to take my phone with me when I go out. So the sooner you can use a word in a sentence, even if you're just talking to yourself, um, the better you will remember it. It's just a great way to remember different words. Um, let's see here. Ilya... Padubni. Hi, Bob. Hi, Ilya. Can you give any examples how to use the word anxiety? Thanks. So anxiety is when you are a little bit afraid, a little bit of a little bit nervous about something. So I have a lot of anxiety um, when I have to talk in front of people. I always give that example. If you are in a room where there are 400 people and you have to go up front and use the microphone to talk, um, for me, I have a lot of anxiety in that situation, okay? So it's simply um, a little bit of fear, um, you're nervous, and those kinds of things. Um, let me see here. Next question is, Akid Shah says, what is the meaning of I bet? Um, 
So when you say I bet, it means you agree with someone. If someone says, uh, um, I took my whole family out for dinner and it cost $300, that was way too, that was expensive. You can say, I bet. Like, so you're basically agreeing with the person. You're basically saying, oh, wow, or I bet, or whew, that was a lot. Um, so it doesn't mean anything really, except that you are agreeing. It's almost a filler word in a sense. Uh, let's see here. Next question is from Musti. What is the difference between believe and believe in? So when I believe something, I think it's true. When I believe in something, it means that, um, usually we use this when we're talking about religion. Okay. Or, um, when we're talking about, um, Something like the truth. Like, I believe that everyone in the world wants to be good. And I believe in the truth. That would be two examples uh, that I would use. Um, there are a few people uh, occasionally asking me to speak a little more slowly. My recommendation to you is watch this video again tomorrow with the English subtitles on. And slow the video down on YouTube a little bit. On YouTube, you can change the speed that the video plays at. So if you're having trouble understanding what I'm saying, watch the video again tomorrow, turn the English subtitles on and slow the video down a bit, okay? So set it to 75% instead of 100%. Um, let me see here. Um, gonna just go, thank you uh, Todd uh, for taking care of that in the chat. Uh, let's see here. Oh, Claudio, Claudio. Hi, Bob. I'm from Brazil and currently living in London, Ontario. Very cool. Um, which English test do you recommend, IELTS or CELP? Both general version thing. I would do IELTS. Um, that's the, I think for me, the one I am more familiar with. I have no reason to recommend that one over the other, except that IELTS is the test that my students at school are often preparing for. So I have learned a little bit about what that, um, what that is. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Rohit says, where or when to use the word shall. <laughs> so I shall end this live stream in about three minutes. We don't use that very often, the word shall. Um, you shall not do that. It's, it's an older English word, um, but that's how I would use it. You know, kids, that, um, uh, if I was talking to my kids, I could say, uh, you shall not go out at, you shall not stay out at night past midnight. We don't say that anymore. It's very, very old English, uh, but that's how I would use it. Let's see here. Sam has the next question. What is apparently? So confused with this word, it is the same as it seems. Yeah, so I would say it seems like it's snowing outside. Apparently it's snowing outside. It's not actually snowing outside, but I'm just, just as an example. Uh, it seems like it's snowing. Apparently it's snowing. So again, it's kind of an, a word we use to introduce an idea um, and you don't need to use it much. Uh, let's see here. Um, next question is from Freddie. Let's see here. Um, Freddie from Costa Rica says, hi, Bob. Hi, Freddie. Um, I have followed your channel for the first time I found it. Well, welcome to the channel. That's awesome. I would like for you to explain the expression to hang out with my friends because hang for me is for close. So in English, if I hang out with someone, it just means that I go somewhere with them. So um, a couple weeks ago, I went to visit my brother-in-law and we hung out. Okay. So we sat and we talked. It is really fun to hang out with people. Notice I said hung out, which is the past tense. So present tense, it's fun to hang out with people. Past tense is the other day I hung out with some of my friends. It simply means to spend time uh, with those people. That's all it means. Uh, there's nothing special about the word. Uh, let's see here. Let me clean up my questions. Still a lot of questions. I, I, I do feel bad that I limited you guys to one question today. Um, but uh, that kind of takes me back to the one of the first questions. I just said you guys. Um, let's see here. Uh, next question. Um, Richard says, um, hi, Bob. How is it going? It's going good, Richard. How would you actually pronounce the Canadian city Montreal? So Canadians who speak English say Montreal and Canadians who speak French say Montreal. 
Okay, so Montreal is how an English-speaking Canadian would say Montreal. Montreal, you hear the T, Montreal, as opposed to the French pronunciation. Uh, let's see, Alexi has the next question. Lexi says, hello, Bob. Thank you for your YouTube channel. I have a little question. What is the meaning of as well? So I fixed your question there a bit. What is the meaning of as well, especially if it is at the end of a sentence? So um, Jen likes ice cream. I like ice cream as well. Um, Jen likes going out to eat. I like going out to eat as well. It simply means when you're comparing two people, um, you're including that second person uh, in the first statement. So um, everyone um, bought a new cell phone, smartphone, I bought a new one as well. So you're, it's just an inclusive way to connect to something. Um, let's see here. Let's see. Kizmo gets the last question today and then we're gonna end this. Kizmo says, hi Bob, my question is, have you ever traveled to the west coast of the country by car? No, but I have flown to the west coast of Canada twice I think maybe three times I can't remember now uh, I used to have relatives that lived in British Columbia so uh, anyways thank you to the 720 people who are watching please click that subscribe button if you are new here um, just gonna take a sip uh, and thanks to Todd and Dave for helping out in the chat thank you for being patient because uh, I limited you to one question only today. If you did not watch yesterday's live stream, we did an, a great lesson yesterday. There were a lot of people there uh, and we talked about exercise. So go and find that video about exercise. If you didn't watch last week's video, do that as well. So I say bye to my members, Lolly and Torvir um, and anyone else who is in the chat who is a member, thank you for joining this channel. It helps me pay for internet and lights and all of the other things I need to be able to do this. Um, but anyways, I think I'm gonna wrap this up and push the button. One last thing, don't forget to come back tomorrow and watch this video again with the English subtitles on if there were parts that you didn't understand. Again, I hope you are having a great time out there in the world. Thank you for subscribing and liking and all those other things. I'm going to wave bye at Hi, Bob the Canadian here. Thank you for listening to this English podcast lesson. If you would like to support me in the work that I do as an online English teacher, please visit patreon.com slash bobthecanadian.